0: Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. I want to thank you for joining us today. This show, as we said, is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, um, MIGOnline.com, 1-800-489-8910. Connect with us. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, We are excited today because um, this weekend, which if you're listening to this show live, then in just a couple of few hours, uh, we will be having the Knoxville Marathon kickoff. Um, of course, there's the 5K on Saturday today, which is the live show um, that's going to happen at 7 p.m. tonight. And then Sunday, tomorrow, is going to be the half marathon and the full marathon. And Mortgage Investors Group this year was so excited to become um, a large major sponsor. And uh, the ownership, the the leadership of our company uh, is committed to uh, the health of our community, uh, certainly um, financially and also physically. Um, so we decided to to make a step up. And last year we loved our, our sponsorship opportunities. And uh, Jason Altman um, and Christy Altman, who will be on the show in our third and fourth segment, um, will share with you more about the marathon. But in the meantime, I'm also participating this year. Last year I was just a photographer trying to capture as many moments as I could. And this year I decided to step out and actually prepare myself for the half marathon. And it has been an incredible journey. And during my journey, I have done a lot of research. I've done a lot of, you know, Googling and sometimes that's dangerous, but I've been doing a lot of exploring. And as I did that, I stumbled across a young lady and I was just really inspired by her story. And also by what she um, does for a living. And then also what her real life um, goals are. And, um, her name is Tina Muir, and she is joining us live right now. Tina, welcome into the Housing Hour.
2: Thank you so much for having me here. It's uh, wonderful to be here.
1: Absolutely. And I want to introduce you properly. I love how you do your podcast, and I do want to give you the proper introduction. Um, for those of you who do not know Tina, she's, she's an elite runner, and she's from England, um which and, and is a coincidence, when she came to America, she went to Ferris State University, which our very own Butch Jones, who is the head football coach for the University of Tennessee, also graduated from there. Um but by the time she ended her collegiate career, she was an eleven-time All American track and field athlete. Um and she has ran in two British Olympic uh trials, finishing third in the 10K and fifth um in the marathon in 2016, which is amazing. She has her MBA from LaSalle. Um, where she also was the assistant uh, cross-country track and field coach and also the field coach for the cross-country and track and field. Um, I kind of feel like I have an associate's degree in Tina Muir, which I think is a funny thing that you put on your website um, because I've read a lot about you. Um, Her podcast that she's transitioning out of um, that she made famous was the Run to the Top podcast. It was over 150,000 downloads a month, I believe. Um, and, and she's a, a runner, but she's also a teacher and her coach is also her husband. So Tina, was that a pretty good introduction? Did that cover all the bases? Yeah, I
2: think you pretty much covered that. The only thing I would add is that that people tend to associate me, which you probably saw on my website, with uh, having a sweet tooth. But Mm. I think otherwise you pretty much nailed me down perfectly. Right.
1: And uh, (laughs) I love your ice cream team. Like You have flavors for all of your coaches, and and I I think that's hilarious. That's wonderful. So, (laughs) Tina, the reason I had you in here today is because we're having the marathon tomorrow. I found your information to be very informative Um, and I love the new format because you want to would you like to talk about your transition into this new, um, venture called running for real and maybe tell us, um, over the last three or four weeks, what's happened in your life and, and where you plan on going?
2: Yeah. So, um, this has been a huge transition phase for me. Um, I did start working at runners connect about two and a half years ago, uh, which is an online coaching company. And I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I did, as you mentioned, host the Run to the Top podcast where I interviewed, you know, influencers, scientists, elite runners, um, psychologists, all kinds of people within the running world and lots of everyday inspiring people. Um, but I just kind of felt like I wanted to focus on something where I could really help the running community in something that isn't really discussed, which is the mental and confidence side of running. Um, There's so much that goes into, as we all know, whether you are a runner or not, there's so much mental doubt and, um, you know, I call them mental demons, but just thoughts that you have where you, you feel like you can't do it. And it's not, it's not really talked about very much. People tend to just show all the positive and I really wanted to go about, um, kind of attacking the negative. So that's what I set out to do with running for real. And I wanted to start that with a podcast because that's where I feel the most comfortable and, um. And yeah, I'm just growing this community of runners who are kind of being honest and real and showing the funny things and the the, the frustrating things that happen and kind of supporting one another. And um, so far, the response has been wonderful. And, um, you know, I really I really hope it continues to grow.
1: You know, I, I really admire you because I've watched some of your Facebook live videos. And for those of you who would like. You can go on to Facebook, and I think you can simply type in either Tina Muir or Running for Real to find your Facebook page. Um, And you've you've been doing live Facebook um, videos, which I love because um, even though you're an elite athlete and this elite runner and just amazing talent, you're so humble, and and it's just funny because you know sometimes, and I do this myself, you know even though there may be a lot of positives going on in that mental side that just says, Hey, you're not doing it right. You're not doing this the right way. I see that in all walks of life, but I think there's something very um, honest and intriguing about that transparency. And I really think that's where I see your new venture is you're just being very transparent, which really makes people want to follow.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I kind of felt like would be the case. You know, if I as an elite runner, someone that people look at as I run by and they think, oh, well, life is just easy for her. If I can just get to that level, then I would be, you know, everything would be easy for me. And if I can stand out in there and say, hey, I'm struggling too. Everyone struggles. It just helps you to not feel so alone and not feel like you're the only one, you know, eating yourself up because we all do it. And if I can give tactics and say, Hey, this really helps me to stay positive and believe in myself. Um, then, you know, if you try it, you can do it too. And you can feel better within your running. So,
1: yeah, that's great. And, you know, you mentioned, um, a couple of things, uh, there that I can relate to because, I one for one, you know, I'm not an elite athlete. (laughs) I mean, I'm not an elite runner. Um, Maybe in my own mind, I think I am, but no, I'm kidding. But um, I love to run and I'm just finding this out and I'm 41 years old and I have ran in the past, but preparing for this, um, this, this marathon has really given me an inside look to this whole world that I never knew existed. And I listened to several of your podcasts, um, that you did with run to the top and i loved each one of them each one of them was unique in its own way and i would you know even though you're no longer there people can still find your work by by googling mm-hmm. it um but but one of the things I, I one of the podcasts i found interesting tina was when you were talking to the head coach at runners connect i can't remember the gentleman's name
2: uh jeff Godet
1: yes and you were, you were talking, he was talking about, because in your situation, you were an elite athlete, you are an elite runner, you trained every day, that's all that you did, that really was your focus. You had a coach that would hold you accountable, that would make sure that you did your, um, you know, your other work, your, your, your footwork or your speed drills and all of that, your swimming if you're recovering from an injury. And then mm-hmm. you compare that and contrast that with somebody like myself. Look, I'm just out here because, first of all, I have a family. I'm trying to stay healthy. I'm trying to set goals and be the best I can be. So, you're really what I loved about that whole podcast was that he was able to frame it and show there are more similarities than there are differences.
2: Absolutely. And that's one thing, you know, the first thing you said a few minutes ago was I'm not an elite runner. You know, I love to run and I. Kevin, I'm telling you, 90 uh, percent of people I meet say that exact phrase mm-hmm. or, or some version of it, and I always say to them, like, "Why do you say that?" Because we are so much, we have so much more in common than you realize. And yeah, you may see me as an elite, but well, I you might ran look a at, you, you know, ran a half um,
1: marathon in um, an hour or, and 13 minutes,
2: a top level runner, and think, "Well, I'm not their level." So we always, <laughs> it's always, you know, running is relative and. We're all out there going through the same things and the same experiences. And like you mentioned, as Jeff said, it really is. We're more similar than we are different.
1: Well, the reason I say that I'm not an elite athlete is because you ran a half marathon in an hour and 13 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're saying, though, and point well taken. And I totally agree. And I think that's what you're capturing. I love the little story. And we only have about a minute already left in the segment, one minute left. So we're going to continue this conversation in a moment. Um, but I loved your story that you shared about you just going out for a run and tripping over the lady's foot and then having to borrow somebody's phone. And, you know, yeah. it wasn't like you were out there running on the, the beach, you know, with the wind no. blowing in your hair, right?
2: No, I definitely had a bit of a, a little bit of a crying feeling. Sorry for myself. Uh, Thing that day and kind of was running along you know blubbering a little bit so yeah um, yeah things definitely don't always go to plan
1: well we have tina muir here she is continuing a conversation with us that we've started and we love having her um, we're going to continue this right after these messages
0: housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray
1: welcome back into the housing hour my name is kevin ray here with executive producer and co-host mark griffith mark you haven't said anything off show
0: he's still there i'm just impressed by all this i love the conversation and
1: mark is an elite athlete (laughs) (laughs) back
0: in the day that's right
1: he was um, but we have Tina Muir here, and Tina, um, she is one of those individuals who um, has really taken um, it upon herself to be of service to others. And I love um, her story, and I told you that in the first segment. Um, she is uh, an individual who uh, is an 11 time All American in track and field and cross country, uh, she attended Ferris State University. Um, where she graduated and went on to get her MBA from LaSalle. Uh, she's ran in the Olympic trials. Um, she's just an incredible athlete, but also an incredible person. And I think what she's doing in her next phase of her life is going to really define her. Um, Tina, you, you talk about the name of your company, Running For Real. And I made a comment um, on one of your live shows, and I said, you are for, you are real. And, and, and it's about you know, transparency, that real that you use, did you use that because we are real people with real stories, with real scenarios, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways that can be uh, applied to this. And, you know, I kind of, I, people have always said to me, like you said, oh, you're so real. Like, you know, yesterday when I was doing the Facebook live, my camera fell over and, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's just, that's just life, isn't it? It's, you know, that, But we are real and there's no, you know, I didn't want to just edit that out and say, oh, that didn't happen and kind of pretend everything's perfect because it's not and no one is. So, yeah, it comes from the like me wanting to be real and kind of say this is how it is. And running isn't um, the sunshine and rainbows everyone thinks it is. And so I wanted to do it for that. But then it's also, you know, like you said, we're real people. We are doing real things. We have, you know, there's so many ways it can be taken um, and it just seemed to match so perfectly um, with, just the, the attitude of people and how, you know, it's okay to admit that you're struggling and um, it's okay to not be perfect all the time.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's okay not to be okay. I I really love that. Um, you know, once I got into training and I followed a very, uh, the script that was um, prescribed to me by someone who knew more than I did about training. Um, I follow, have followed it very, very closely and the one thing that I see, I I popped onto your Facebook page this morning and, and just immediately you started answering real questions that I needed as I taper down into this last week. And then you mm-hmm. talked about nutrition. You talked about a variety of aspects of running and in, in my life since, you know, now basketball and, and some of these other sports that I've played are not really things that I can actively do in a competitive situation. Um, running is really something that I see, um, evolving in my life and definitely becoming more part of a community and, Mm -hmm. and the Knoxville track club, which is the local club here and Jason and Christy Altman, who are the directors of the race that we're going to be talking to here in just a moment. Um, they've done a great job creating this community inside of Knoxville. What I, I see you potentially doing is creating a very well-tuned online community you and Drew are coming up with some, maybe some strength plans. You want to talk a little bit about maybe the nuts and bolts of what your community is going to offer.
2: Yeah. So I, I mean, I feel a little bit like a squirrel who is kind of running around in different directions, ca- collecting up nuts right now. Cause I have so many things that I want to do and I want to offer. And like you said, I, I want to serve people and I want to help. I really, it gets me so excited to hear people have been trying out the things that I've suggested and they've run PRs because of them. So I just want to do as much as I can. And unfortunately I'm only one person, so I kind of run out of time, but yeah, um, I want to, yeah, Drew and I, who is my strength training coach, we're going to come up with a strength training plan for people to be able to follow, to kind of teach yourself how to do strength training correctly. So you don't always need to have a strength coach with you and you can do it yourself based on your individual weaknesses. And then I want to kind of go after the pacing aspects. I mean, so many people struggle with pacing themselves, especially In races like the marathon and uh, especially when you've got such a such a cool race like the Knoxville marathon I've had so many good things about it it's easy to get kind of caught up uh, in the excitement of it so I want to help people figure out how to pace themselves how to feel more confident going into races and so I'll be offering things like courses and just lots of free giveaways I mean I've done a lot of um, free you know pdfs and things for people to print out and fill out themselves and and I just want to offer as much as I can. And, um, you know, I, I figure that if I follow my passion and just keep trying to help people, then somewhere along the line, um, the kind of uh, financial side of it will help, will come together. But I, that's not my primary purpose. So I, just, I just want to help people. And I figure somehow um, people will want to, you know, pay for my services eventually.
1: <laughs> well, what about this? Running for Real brought to you by Saucony. And then on that little shoe, you put a Saucony sign. Could that be in the future? Maybe
2: <laughs> that would be a dream come true. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to work on them, uh, work on them, and see what they will do. I'm, I'm really, really hoping that Saucony sticks with me as I yeah. make this transition um, away from Runners Connect to myself. But well, I can't, I can't yeah. promise what they're going to what they're going to do. They're a big company, so yeah. Well, we <laughs> will definitely
1: endorse you and put definitely I'll put a uh, a message into them because I think what you're offering and and there may again this is a new community, new world for me, but what I see you doing and I look at your website, I look at the offerings that you put out there. I, I see the time and the effort that you spend, you know, dedicated to helping others. And I think you just mentioned it. You know, you're doing the little things. I just happen to see that word, but you're doing the little things and you're doing them consistently over time. Those things pay off. Whether it, mm-hmm. you believe in karma or whether you believe in you know God doing for you what you can't do for yourself, whatever it is that you believe in, there is going to be a positive outcome because you are doing the positive footwork um, in between.
2: Exactly, and I, you know, I've always believed that good things happen to good people, and the the running world is just absolutely like stuffed full of good people who are just so genuine and i'm always blown away by the people like you um, who reach out to me and just say thank you and you know just want to help and say you know you've helped me so how can i help you and it's just it's just such a wonderful community that i just feel honored to be a part of it and and even yeah like brands like Socony i absolutely feel passionately about them and the brands that i work with i really care about so Um, I feel like they're doing a good thing as well. So it's all kind of uh, this big positive cycle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I have no doubt that you'll succeed in whatever you do. I definitely hope that Saucony um, will join the party because, um, you know, and you mentioned them in, in, in your podcast with Run to the Top. And I know that they were an endorser of the show. So I do hope that continues. Um, I was just thinking in my head, I remember I was in Florida when I contacted you, and then I was listening to the podcast, and this is the wide range of people that you had on the show, but there was this one gentleman, he was an older man, and he had the run-walk um, pace. Do you remember his name? I just can't remember his name. Was, uh,
2: Jeff Galloway?
1: Yes, he has the name of the the type of run named after him. That yeah. was amazing. That show was really informative, and the fact that he had spanned you know so many so many decades of doing this. And I thought that was just a very interesting show. And I love how you ask the questions because you, and I hope that you do this with your new podcast. You really like to peel back the layers of, of one's Mm. life, don't you?
2: Yeah, I absolutely love it. And, uh, I have a podcast interview this afternoon, actually with a guy who sent me his book and I, uh, read it cover to cover. I made notes all over the book. I love, you know, asking the questions while you read through them that actually come to your head, and you think, oh, well, what does that mean? So I actually ask them. So yeah, I really do my research and I put the time in. And don't worry, I've got plenty of that coming in uh, in all the new episodes. So I'm really excited to kind of hear what people think, and hopefully. They like them even more. Now I can kind of let my true self kind of fully shine through.
1: Mm, That's great. That's wonderful. Well, um, I will join you in your journey with how, whatever that looks like. I see something in the future, uh, maybe like Runners Connect where your previous employer um, where people can join you in a financial situation because I would certainly be willing to join. You just tell me where to push the button. Um, so I, I hope that that is something that is in the works as well because you know people that are out there that are training and you might be getting ready to run the race tomorrow. You know, there are ways to get good, solid, foundational information without having to go out and spend $500 a month for some sort of huge training coach and this huge training plan. There are definitely people, and Tina's one of them for sure. So, hey, Tina, without um, getting too far off the subject, because we only have about two minutes left, for those that are going to be doing the marathon tomorrow – Any last-minute suggestions or advice, the half-marathoners and the marathoners? This show is being broadcast at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So for a lot of those people, that's going to be, you know, just the next day. So any Mm -hmm. last-minute advice for them?
2: Okay, well, firstly, I'm guessing you're probably very nervous. You're probably, like, unsure what to do with yourself, and you're wondering how are you going to possibly even make it through this race, let alone run maybe a time you want or even, you know, some kind of uh, pace goal. Um, So the biggest thing I would say is remember you've done the training. Remember you are ready for this. Your body and your mind are much more capable than you realize they are. So don't have any doubt. Um, I do have a blog post on my um, website, which maybe you could share, Kevin, um, which is called um, Doubt Yourself Before a Race, Read This. So I would suggest reading that to kind of build up your mental side. Um, And then the biggest thing for the race itself is – you know, it is going to feel very easy the first part. So keep that in mind, but keep it nice and slow. Um, pay attention to yourself and listen to your body. Um, it should feel easy, but you should still be kind of running by effort. You want to save um, yourself for those last few miles, but trust that, that you can do it. And then, most importantly of all, um, have fun. Uh, you do it for for a reason, but at the end of the day um it's going to be an incredible experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life so don't put pressure on yourself just focus on enjoying it and doing your best that's all all you can really ask for
1: well those are wonderful words from tina muir and she has been our guest today thank you so much tina and i hope to connect again with you real soon thanks again
2: thank you so much and good luck uh, racing.
1: Bye. we'll be right back after these messages
0: housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray
1: welcome back into the housing hour this is kevin ray i'm your host here with executive producer and co-host mark griffith And we are joined in studio with Jason and Christy Altman, the I guess co race directors. Is that how it is? Or you're the race director and she's the what is how do we
3: do power power couple? (laughs) The power couple. (laughs) Yeah, I guess technically she's she's the executive director for the track club. But mm -hmm. then my role is I'm over the, the Covenant Health Knoxville marathon. So yeah, she's my boss.
1: There you go. Well that's awesome. Well we have you both in studio. And thank you guys so much for taking time out of what I know is a very busy day and week Mm. to come in and talk to us. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. The the, the show, for those of you who are listening to it live, you're listening at 3 p.m., of course, on 98.7. So you you may be in your car actually right now traveling down to check in to the expo and get your packet, get your bib, get all that stuff set up. Or you might be listening to the podcast later. So just understand that this show is being aired on the day of the 5K, (laughs) which is at 7 p.m. Um, But I want before we do talk about the Knoxville Marathon, which is the big story in Knoxville today and this weekend, I do want to step back so that people know a little bit more about Jason and Christy and how you guys sort of got to the point where you are. Because you know everybody in their mind has a dream of what they where they see themselves. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, some kids say I want to be a fireman. So fireman. Some kids say they want to be a police officer. Some kids say they want to be Mark Griffith. It just really <laughs> depends on you know their situation, but. Jason, I know you better than Christy, only because you went to Oak Ridge, and, right. and so I know a little bit more of your history. You played football at Oak Ridge High School. You also played soccer. You went on to play um, college athletics at Miami of Ohio uh, Correct. in soccer. Um, but then, once that was over, then you came back, I guess, to Knoxville mm-hmm. to start your life, right?
3: Yeah, so, I, you know. I did not have a, a career being a professional soccer player, right? so... Uh... You know, moved move back to Knoxville. Oak Ridge was a little too close to mom and dad, so I settled right. down in Knoxville. I got a job working at a restaurant here in town. And actually in 2002, that's where I met Christy was at. Uh, if you all remember Charlie Peppers over there by West Town Mall, uh, that is where we met. Christy on. was bar hopping? Is that what it was? <laughs>
4: no. I, just, I was going back to school and decided to stop my full-time job and go back to waiting tables because that would oh. be easier to do with a school with a full yeah. school load. And met him my first day. And
3: on valentine's day of on all valentine's things. day oh, no. it is. And this was 2002 yes mm-hmm. so
1: another life event that happened in 2002 you had an acl injury is that correct
3: yeah that august i was playing indoor soccer and was she know, there watching she was there in the stands and you, were, you were trying to show off i <laughs> tore my acl and i think she said it sounded like a gunshot i mean you could hear the pop hear all, all, all the way across the indoor facility yeah but at the time i was kind of you know, weekend warrior. Instead, mm-hmm. so, you know, I've been used to training seven days a week, you know, 52 weeks a year for my entire life, but sort of had become sedentary. But, hey, this was, I still enjoyed playing soccer, so I'd go do it once mm-hmm. a week. So I'd right. packed on a few pounds, which may have contributed to my knee buckling under me <laughs> when I was trying to, to kick the ball. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, did the rehab, but we got married a year and a half later, and really we had a pretty sedentary lifestyle. We weren't working out. I mean, at that point you're, you're engaged, you're married, who do you have to impress? Right. That's right. right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, so that's a very good place to to talk about because,
1: you know, there's a lot of people listening to this show and a lot of people that you guys come into contact with and me me as well, that maybe they didn't play, you know, collegiate sport, a collegiate sport, but they did, they got married, you know, things began to change in their Mm -hmm. lives. You know, their activity level might have changed. And for some people, they just let that happen. And it sort of becomes a situation where they become unhealthy and then they, you know, they have health problems and there's things that happen, but there's always that moment. There's always a story. There's always Mm -hmm. that sort of that aha moment. And for me, it was, um, just last year where I was turning 40 and I really wanted to make a change in my life. And, you know, I knew that I needed to, to be healthy, not only for, just being healthy, but also for my family's sake, you know, I needed to be there for my kids and sure. be able to, you know, have the physical strength to be able to play with my son, play with my daughter or whatever it was. And you had a moment which was different than that, but you sort of had this moment where you said, you know what? I want to try to do something different in my life. Talk about how that happened.
3: Yeah. As I mentioned, we were working at a restaurant and I was tending bar one day and uh, you know, one of the lunch regulars, he, he asked for a salad. I go to the back, I make the salad, I come back, and I'm huffing and puffing. Mm. And he says, man, you are really out of shape. And he was, what, 50 at the time? Was and I was, I was little probably little 25. Little, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, no, no, you know, I played sports in college. I'm just, uh, you know, a little stockier now than I used to be, or a little more big-boned than I used to be. Right. Um, but he, he decided to challenge me. He said, I bet that I could beat you in a 5K. I said, mm. all right, well... Uh, John, how far is a 5K? He, he's like, it's 3.1 miles. I'm like, all right, you know, you're on. So we picked a race six weeks in advance, and I started training, you know, and, and even like day one. It was, I couldn't go a quarter of a mile without having to stop.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: you know, you might jog a minute, walk a minute, jog a minute, walk a minute, and then increase the jogging and the running and decrease the walking over the course of those six weeks until finally we got to race day you know, we ran this 5k, it was, uh, what the catch the leprechaun 5k mm-hmm. downtown barleys. And I, I just kind of got those competitive juices flowing again, you, you know, demolished it, him, didn't you? <laughs> we were together for two miles and then I pulled away in the third, yeah. this was probably like 30 seconds. Yeah, You
4: didn't have him by much.
3: Yeah. No. Well, he was 30, 30 years okay. older than you though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had youth on my side. So, and, and he always reminds me that, that that's the excuse. Yeah. Um, uh, but, no, but you some,
1: had a, an epiphany, you had an aha moment, this is where this is where I need to go.
3: Yeah, it, you know, it clicked, and I, I decided, you know what, those was, it was kind of like playing soccer, mm-hmm. you know, scoring a goal, or football, yeah. you know, making a tackle or an interception, sort of got that endorphin rush uh, once again, and said, you know what, maybe I could run a little bit further next time, maybe I'll shoot for four miles, mm-hmm. or maybe I could do a 5K just a little bit faster. Yeah. So. Gosh, I guess it was about the same time that they announced the inaugural Covenant Health Knoxville Marathon was going to be coming in the spring of 2005. And I'm like, hey, bucket list. Mm -hmm. You know, here I'm starting to like running again. This is going to be Knoxville's first marathon. Well, why not make it my first marathon? So you started
1: with the half marathon. Right. Like every normal person would.
3: So, well, mm-hmm. so the Knoxville Track sure Club, you know, we both work for the club. Yeah. Has a good sort of build up series. Right. Mm-hmm. We do the... High the... mileage
4: series. Then it starts in January with a 10 yeah. miler. Okay. And then February has a half marathon and then there's a 30K. Okay. And the idea is that they're spaced out far enough that folks will do them and build up to the full marathon. That right. way they've had all their race day practice and they've right. and they've done all the things to be ready for the big day.
1: So you went through that process... To, Correct, to, get, to get started for the the inaugural, yes, and, and then you ran the race. You I ran, ran the, the race.
3: Oh. It was first time doing twenty six point two. I, had, you know, I was sore afterwards. You know, started to hit the wall at the end, as they say, but mm-hmm. you know, pretty big accomplishment. That's amazing, there, hitting the finish line and. Uh, you know, Christy, she started taking up running as well. I think you did the 5K that first year. I
4: did the 5K. I had always been a group exercise instructor, so I did a were, lot of spin- You were always in shape. Spinning was a whole different story than running and teaching yoga and, and weightlifting classes. And so it was, um, it, it was a whole new experience for someone who, even though, I, even though I was already working out five days a week, but I did the yeah. 5K with some friends of ours who got off the couch for the first time in years mm. and said, I want to do this too. And so we all did the 5K and then we waited around a little bit for Jason to finish.
1: Well, and what I love too that I hear is that it's a community that is building. And, and so you have these friends. I'm sure you de- you develop friends mm-hmm. during the training process, even going back to when you were preparing for the chase the leprechaun you started to have some i guess realization that you know this is similar to me training for soccer but i have a different goal in mind something sure. that's attainable so you started to develop this sort of community that you that you have today
3: yeah well. well you know the great part about that is after that 2005 race we saw what it had done for us and you know speaking of the community we we're like we'd like to give back and help other people you know have the same epiphany that Mm -hmm. we did so christy and i led the training programs leading up to the 2006 covenant health marathon how cool is that yeah so we were you know we were strictly volunteers at that time but we were spray painting the arrows yeah that was (laughs) jason
4: led and i picked up the rear (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't fast so he would go out on the training runs and lead everybody and i would make sure all the folks in the back got where they needed to go and and everybody got back safely
1: and there's so much logistics and we're coming to the end of this first segment with you guys and we'll continue this conversation when we get back. But there's so much just from the outside looking in, you know, and, the, and I've only had the opportunity to run two of the long runs with the Knoxville Track Club because I've okay. done it on my own. The other times I did one in Florida as well, but just from the outside looking in. There's so many logistical challenges to getting that many people to do what they need to be doing. And this weekend, we're going to talk about the 8,000 people that you Mm -hmm. have coming to Knoxville (laughs) and the challenges that are there. So we're going to continue this conversation with Jason and Christy Altman right after these
0: messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome back into the Housing Hour. I want to jump right back in because we have a lot to cover. Um, I am Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Jason Altman and Christy Altman and also Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Um, We had a guest on at the beginning of the show. Her name was Tina Muir. And she is a, an elite runner, similar to you guys. Um, she's a fantastic person. I love her story. But we were talking about the difference between uh, an elite runner and somebody like myself. And she sort of um, corrected me and said, you know what? You can't look at it that way. There's more similarities than there are differences. <laughs> because you talked, you talked about um, you training for that 5K. And then I have seen firsthand the training programs that you guys have helped put together for people like me that are wanting to do the 5K, wanting Mm -hmm. to do the half marathon and the marathon. It's really now become a community. The Knoxville Track Club, which is another association that you lead, I think, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That is something that people can really connect in with and be able to not only get the physical fitness aspect of it, but the community social aspect as well. And it marries together beautifully because – Um, As I become older, I'm looking for both. I'm looking for a social network. I'm looking for that piece. But I'm also just as importantly trying to find the physical fitness. So to begin with, Chrissy, can you talk about the Knoxville Track Club and how that has really evolved over time? And I I loved coming to the Hall of Fame that you guys invited us to, that was really amazing.
4: It's a great event. We're 54 years old, and Mm -hmm. we were started with seven or eight gentlemen who really needed, UT needed an association for their track and field programming. Mm -hmm. And over the years, we've had lots of different leaders, wonderful folks who have come through. and, And one of the most memorable was Hal Canfield and his wife, Jenny. And they would have races, road races on Cherokee Boulevard, and they would time them with popsicle sticks. Wow. So, you know, you look at the technologies we have today and you think about them with their stopwatch and the popsicle sticks timing folks, and it's just amazing.
3: (laughs) That's crazy.
4: But over the years, we've just grown and, um... The marathon was started by Eddie Raymond and two other folks. Uh, Carl Sexton and Zane Hagee had this idea, and they went to Bill Haslam at the time and said we had this idea, and he said okay, and, and UT said okay, and that's where it was born for the the marathon, and that's our largest event. But year-round we do between 25 and 30 road and trail races. We have an adult training program. You're talking about the physical fitness aspect. We have dedicated coaches helping folks maybe do their first 5K ever, or maybe run their fastest marathon ever. And then we've launched a youth program that we're so proud of that's in the community school program right now Mm. through Great Schools Partnership, and that's providing kids the fundamentals of running. We're Mm. literally teaching them the difference between walking, jogging, sprinting, and just running. And we're getting these kids who have no access to Mm. these kinds of programs access to it at no cost to them or to the school site so we do a little bit of everything we're all over the place we have a great social program Mm -hmm. um we've got a great gal named lauren who every monday and wednesday there's a group run and then she's always doing some kind of special scavenger hunt or Mm -hmm. other group outing for everybody
1: well and i love how you guys uh, when the long runs the two that i've been a part of Um, jason always you know of course this has been in preparation for the marathon so it's a little different than i guess your regular run-of-the-mill long run that you do an activity so the the focus has always been april 2nd april 1st to whichever race you're doing but i've always liked just sort of observing jason your relationship with the participants and you know these are friends these Mm -hmm. aren't Okay, well, you're one of my race participants. No, they're your friends. They're your, you know, people who you socialize with. And I think that's a very nice aspect of this.
3: Well, you know, we've been to many races, you know, Chicago and Boston and mm-hmm. Nashville where there's, you know, tens of thousands of people. And sometimes you feel like you're they're using a cattle prod just to get you in and get you out. Right. And that's that's one thing that I think that we try to pride ourselves on. You know, hey, we're in the South. We like Southern hospitality. Mm-hmm. But we really want the experience to be good for the participant. We want them to feel welcome and and wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and we want it just to be an awesome, awesome time for them.
1: Well, in Mortgage Investors Group, I'll tell you, one of the reasons, um, well, two of the reasons, and they're both sitting right here, are because of you two, of why that Mortgage Investors Group has invested the time and money and energy. Because we see the leadership Um, has the best interest of everyone involved. And Mm -hmm. um, running is such a a great event, the the marathon, not just for the event itself, but the whole year-long evaluation and training process. And I think it's wonderful what you guys do. Um, And now... You are here the day of the event, right? And there's been a lot of preparation. There's been a ton of of forethought into how this all works. You've had since 2007, which was your first year as the race director, right? So you've had you know 10 years, I guess, to sort of fine tune everything. And there's always new things that come up. Um, but talk about what's going to happen this weekend in high level terms, and then we'll get into some final details.
3: All right, so we, you know, we started as one day way back when, but we have grown into an entire weekend of festivities. You know, Saturday, we've got our Health and Fitness Expo, which is the site for Packet Pickup for all participants. Mm-hmm. It's also last-minute registration. If mm-hmm. people didn't register in the eight previous months, then right. <laughs> they have one this final it. time. <laughs> yeah, it's the most expensive time to sign up, but it's the one final time to sign up. Yeah. And the Expo, it's going from 9 a.m. all the way till 8 o'clock at night. Right. In the middle, you know, we have a panel of speakers. Yep, that which are is happening
1: to, at the end of this hour. At 4 o'clock, you have to be down there because you've got some great panelists.
3: Yeah, we've we recruited some of our local celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Eric Ainge, mm-hmm. former UT quarterback. We've got Kristen Farley uh, from WAT. She's running the full marathon this year. Becca Habegger from WBIR. She's doing her first half marathon. She's been training with Missy Kane and her team uh the pearl hinton
1: sterling hinton
3: he's he's doing the full marathon i can't wait to hear what he says when he comes running into the stadium <laughs> he might not be able to talk <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got uh josh ward and will west mm-hmm. from wnml joining us up there as well and they're both doing the 5k and i think it'll be cool just to hear what they've got to say you know how their training goes yeah. you know with family life and work life and you know it, collegiately versus right. distance running or professionally Uh, You know, professional athlete versus uh, uh, what it's like doing some distance running. So they talk at four. But Mm -hmm. then we have our Covenant Kids Run at 530, Mm -hmm. which we're looking at close to 1,500 kids. Wow. Which means 1,500 accompanying adults out there as well. And there's an Indian wedding, I understand. There's an Indian wedding in town with 1,200 folks for it. So, you know, parking. If you're planning to come down, get there early. Traffic might be tight this weekend yeah uh our covenant health 5k is saturday night at seven o'clock we capped out we reached our registration limit on it wow thirty three hundred and fifty individuals congratulations yeah, that's awesome and it, it had some exponential growth probably a lot you were talking about how mortgage wow. investors group is invested but you know we we have a lot of local employers pushing mm-hmm. the 5k to their employees yeah you know hey just get involved just come out walk the 5k mm-hmm. or if you don't think you can run a half marathon just come on run run the 5k and be part of this big event with the rest of us yeah
1: that's awesome and you know yeah. there's the knoxville fittest uh, company challenge as well which i think is a great thing as a part of this because employers want their folks to be happy healthy and this is part of that so you get one point for volunteering and then you also get one point for each mile that you may participate in three uh, 3.1 for for the 5k mm-hmm. 13.1 for the half marathon and 26.1 points for the full marathon so those points will be collected and the winners will be announced when
3: we will announce those on Friday after the race. Friday after
1: the race. And, and MIG, certainly, it's not about winning. We have certainly made a push, and we want to win. But you know what? We are thankful just that it is impacting all of Knoxville. And not just Knoxville. You guys have people coming from all over the country, maybe the world, to this race. What's the farthest person that you know of that comes
3: Uh, You know, most years we get several from, like, Europe, like Mm -hmm. in Germany or uh, England, that kind of thing. So it's usually six or seven uh, foreign countries are represented. And, you know, 48 states... But we we do have a bit of a sense of community because two thirds of the participants are what I'd call East Tennesseans. I loved
1: it last year because I was at the finish line, and Jason and Christy were both there, right at the finish line, greeting people as they finished. And I remember I was talking to Christy, and then all of a sudden she wasn't there because she was going to to pull the you know finish line <laughs> for the 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 ladies' winner. Yeah. And yes, I can't remember what time won for the men's and ladies last year. Do you
3: guys recall? Men's was 2 hours, 25 minutes. Okay. Uh, women's was 2.51, 2.52. That's
1: amazing. Mm-hmm. So there are yeah. a lot of incredibly talented athletes that are going to be down here. So just in recapping, because we only have one minute left, um, unbelievably. So right now, you if you're not already down here, you need to come on down to the Expo Center. Mm-hmm. You've got a panel that's happening. Then you're going to get to do the kids' run, which is at 5.30, right yes. mig team picture at six <laughs> at the start line just so you remember um and then you have the 5k starting at 7 p.m yes correct the next morning get there early folks because your race starts at 7 30 the half marathon and the marathon right. you need to be there though what probably 6 30 wouldn't you say
3: i'd say by 6 30 we've got bag check we've bag got check. hundreds of four johns right yeah so, so get, get there by six get there
1: <laughs> and you know what guess what the modern technology thanks to al gore you can go to knoxville and you can learn all about it and download the participation information but my name is kevin ray and i'm thankful for the opportunity to be here with you and on behalf of mark griffith our executive producer and co-host and mortgage investors group we'll see you next time right here on the housing hour